Good evening. Let us turn to Second John. Letter, Second John. I like to read from there tonight. I've been reading this with a few of my closest friends tonight over at the church. And I'd just like to share some things with you that's on my heart from this letter. And I hope that it will encourage you as it has, as it, as it has, as it have uh, encouraged me. So let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. I just pray, Father, right now that you would give me the words to speak as I uh, try to share with my brothers and sisters those things that you have placed on my heart from this chapter, Second John. And I trust that you will, in Jesus' name, amen. Second John. I'll be reading from the New International Version. Uh, every now and then I have to add that for those who are reading from other versions. And I'll begin reading um, at verse 1. It reads, The elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in the truth, and not I only, but also all who know the truth. Because of the truth which lives in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. It has given me great joy to find some of your children walking in the truth just as the Father commanded us. And now, dear lady, I am not writing you a new commandment, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you have heard from the beginning, his command is that we walk in love. Now, I want to stop right there. Once again, John... He's writing about that which we all should be doing. And that is loving one another. As Christians, as New Testament believers, we should be loving one another. That is so important that we get this. We cannot call ourselves Christians and not love one another. And now, I need to make it clear, though, that that word love, it, it means so many different things nowadays. In our day and time, it can mean when you say, I love you, it can mean so many different things. As a matter of fact, there is a love that basically it speaks about uh, sexual, as it has a sexual uh, connotation to it, sexual uh, definition to it, dealing with sexual, romantic love, and so forth. And But I don't think this is necessarily the type of love that John is encouraging 
us to do here, or would encourage us to do. He's talking about the kind of love whereby we, as he says, so right here specifically, he, he defines what love is. Over in verse 5, it says, And now, dear lady, I'm not writing you a new command, but one we have had from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. And then in verse 6, what is this love? He says that this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. We must walk in obedience to his commands. So first thing we need to do is we need to find out what the commands are. What are God's commandments? For us as New Testament believers. And I think that these commands are spelled out very clearly in our Bible. In the Bible, it's spelled out very clearly. The Holy Spirit, through the writers, through all those who have gone before us, have, let, have left us a testimony, have left us an example on what it means to love one another according to the commandments of God. That's basically what John is saying here. And that's what we must do. We must love one another according to the commandments of God. And I don't want to go into detail exactly what that means, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm here to tell you. It, 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 it will take, in order to love one another according to the commandments of God, it will take the power of God. It will take the power of the Spirit of God. It's the kind of love that, if left to ourselves, without the power of God, without the salvation of God, which is our foundation, and so forth, without our union with Christ, with all, without all the things that God has given us in order to live a new life in Christ Jesus, we cannot do it. So this kind of love is going to require us to do it one day at a time, one moment at a time, each day. It's going to take an awareness of where we're at, where we've come from, and who and to whom we belong. And that is, we belong to the Lord our God. We must never forget this. And so when we're loving one another... We, we have all this within us, beginning with the Spirit of God, which God sends to each and every one of us, testifying to us on how we're to love one another. And we're to do it. And, you know, I'm not going to even tell you, like I said, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but trust me, I've, I've, I've lived this life now of walking with God, talking with God, being led by the Spirit for many years now. And one thing I've learned is that there's no need of me trying to figure it all out. There's no need of me trying to memorize all the scriptures. There's no need of me doing that. It's just a walking day by day, by faith in Christ Jesus, trusting in God that He's going to tell me what I need to do in that moment. And in that moment when He tells me to do it, I must do it. And I will be loving whoever it is at that time. Like right now. I'm loving you. I'm telling you what the Word says. That's what God commands me to do. So I'm just doing what He tells me to do. 
that's loving you. Now, some of you don't want to hear this. I know that. Well, if you have an issue with what I'm saying right now, then I just, I must, I must tell you, I'm, you need to take it up with God. I'm not going to apologize because I'm only doing what God is telling me to do. Amen? Now, verse 7. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead and does not continue in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever continues in the, te- in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not take him into your house or welcome him. Anyone who welcomes him shares in his wicked work. Now Paul is telling us whom we're not to love. Meaning, we're not to love a person who denies Christ. That is, we're not to have fellowship with them. Those who deny that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, that is, in his first advent, those are the ones that we're not to um, fellowship with. We need to be very careful. It goes for Jehovah Witnesses and so forth. I know, I know I'm stepping on some toes right now, but you need to understand this. And we need to be careful in our walk with God. We need to be careful in our relationships with one another. Especially those who call themselves New Testament believers. If for whatever reason, they, at any time in their life, they, they deny Christ, You need to be careful. You need to be aware of this. You need to tell them, first of all, you know, hey, wait a minute, hold on, stop. What you're saying is not quite right. That is not what God has told us. God has told us that Jesus is the Son of God and that Jesus did at one time come many, many years ago and he lived a life just like ours in the flesh. He's a man. He's God also at the same time. Now, it's a mystery on how all that works. But Jesus is fully man and fully God. And even right now in heaven, he's fully man and fully God. In the spiritual sense, in the spiritual state. I shouldn't say sense, but the spiritual state. He is both of those. He has a body in heaven. And one day, he will return. The Bible teaches us this. And if anyone teaches anything different that, than that, we need to be careful. We need to be on watch, and we, we need to reject that sort of teaching. So that's possibly what was going on, too, during that time, because this, you know, this is really, uh, relatively new. You know, this probably, she's, you know, the church is just relatively new. And so these things she's, she's learning now. And I want to believe that this person, this lady, I want to believe that she was the type of lady that people listened to. And 
and and and John was encouraging her and teaching her the things that she needs to be aware of and what she should be teaching to those who were listening to her in her home, especially. And with her children. She should have been I'm sure it sounds like she must have been teaching her children these same things because John commends her for having children that were faithfully walking with the Lord. Man, I, I have to tell you, I, I, I pray that for my children all the time. I pray that they will faithfully walk with the Lord. And if they are ever arrested, that they will be charged as guilty for walking with the Lord as well. So anyways, um, verse 12. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to use paper and ink. Instead, I hope to visit you and talk with you face to face so that our joy may be complete. The children of your chosen sister send their greetings as well. And that's the end of this, this uh, particular letter. Anyways, I hope that from this, though, I want to leave with you that, again, I want to remind you, New Testament believers, that we are to love one another as Christ, had, uh, as, as the Lord our God have, uh, had uh, commanded us. He has commanded us to love one another. He has commanded us to love one another, to love our neighbor as uh, that is, whoever God places within our circle of influence, whoever God places uh, within our life at that particular time, that particular moment, uh, whether it be your husband, your wife, your sister or your brother, your relatives, your friends, your cousins, whoever God places in your life, you must love them. That is, care for them. Be careful what you say around them. And what you say to them, how you treat them, that's basically what this is all about as far as being Christians as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We have to be diligent in reading God's word and discovering what he commands us to do as far as on how to treat one another. On what we're supposed to do to treat one another and, and we need to do it. And if we don't do it, if we fail to do it, we need to repent. We need to ask God for forgiveness and trust that He will give us what we need in order to get right, not only with Him, but with those whom we have sinned against. Because it's a sin. Whenever we don't do what God tells us to do, we need to, we want to believe that, you know what? It's a sin against God, it's a sin against you, and so I want to be right with you, I want to be right with God. Forgive me. I'm sorry. We must be sorry enough to do that. And we must be careful enough to be looking out for one another and not to teach things that we shouldn't be teaching. When it comes to the truth of who Jesus Christ is. Jesus is the Christ of God. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God. And he is fully man. These things, the Bible doesn't explain how all this happens. There's been discussion on it. There's been debates and so forth. But it doesn't matter. The truth is, is that he is God, the God-man. Fully God, fully man. And that's, that's what I believe and that's what I'm teaching you. 
And I hope that you will teach others as well. Let us pray. Lord God, Father, heaven bless you once again for your word. Thank you, Father, for blessing us. I pray, Father, that everybody who hears this word tonight, that they would be encouraged and that they would be uh, lifted up and trust in you, Father, Lord God, that you would provide us all with what we need in order to love one another as Christ loved the church, to love one another as we in the same way that we love ourselves, that as we care for ourselves, we provide for ourselves, we protect ourselves, we do things, Father, to keep, to keep us safe and to keep us within your mercies, to keep us within your, your, your uh, presence, fully, fully uh, waiting for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's what this is all about. So I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.